Connor Esiason, and you're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esiason Foundation and GunnerEsiason.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, Digital Credit Union, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esiason, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and not necessarily those of the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar Esiason, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. All right, hey, it's Gunnar Esiason. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Breathe In. Tiffany is not with us today. She is out. Uh, she's actually getting a procedure done, but she wants all the listeners to know that her lungs are doing well. She's doing all right. Uh, she's just dealing with something else, and we will hopefully have her back next week. But today, uh, in, in her place, we are joined by two very special guests, uh, a cross-country cystic fibrosis friendship, if I've ever heard of one, uh, <laughs> Stacey Carmona. She's 32 years old with cystic fibrosis, living in Orange County. And then Lise Courtney D'Amico, who's 25 years old, living with cystic fibrosis in New York City. And Lise Courtney is actually a Boston College Eagle like myself, so super happy Ooh. to have her on, and also <laughs> Stacey on as well. Um, why don't you guys say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Stacey, you can go first. Sure. Well, hi. I'm so happy to be here. Um, my name is Stacy. As you said, I'm 32 with CF. Um, I was diagnosed at birth, and um, I am living in Southern California with my husband, Danny, and my two pups that you can see behind me. Um, this is Juliet, and this is Brady, and they're my fur babies. And I work <laughs> um, full-time as the director of patient advocacy at a CF specialty pharmacy, so it's nice I get to help other CF families navigate the healthcare system and get access to medications. And I've been very involved with the CF community for a while, but I um, definitely have never had a friend like Lise Courtney. So I'm very, um, very grateful to have met her. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go. Hi, I'm Lise Courtney and I live in New York City. I was diagnosed with CF at age two and I work as a consultant. As Gunnar mentioned, I went to Boston College, so um, go Eagles. And yeah, that's kind of my life here in New York. Cool, and uh, as I understand it, you guys both met through Cystic Fibrosis Foundation's Peer Connect program, uh, which is pretty cool. We'll get into that in a moment. Um, but we have to address the the big white elephant in the room. Uh, Liz Courtney and I actually went to Boston College at the same time together. Uh, so we were both on campus, two people with CF uh, at the same time, which is a little crazy. Um, and believe it or not, I, I didn't actually know you were there at the time when I was, I was a senior. I think you were a freshman. Uh, you yeah. just, just started up at BC when I was winding down. And uh, I, I had come to learn that you actually saw me on campus once or twice. And I want to know what happened because apparently I didn't know. <laughs> well, I wanted to obviously respect the um, cross-infection rules. I also didn't know if it was going to make Gunner feel uncomfortable. Um, so I saw him. I remember distinctly once. It was like in the cafeteria. Um, and I was like, kind of like, whoa, that's, you know, this person with cystic fibrosis. At that point, I definitely had not interacted with basically anyone with CF before. Um, so that was the first shock. And then I was like, okay, can't really interact. So then I just booked it out of there. And <laughs> I don't know, a little, 
you know, when you see another CF patient, it's like, wow. And then. And, and now here we, and now here we are six years later. Yeah. Um, I think as I, the first thing you told me that I thought it was hilarious, uh, simply because a, I didn't know there were anyone else with CF at BC. I mean, I just, I guess I kind of assumed that that may be the case because I knew two people older than me actually were at BC. Um, so I, I've known people with CF, you know, have gone there. Uh, I know people will see if you'll currently still go there, but I guess it just never really occurred to me that I might actually run into someone with CF at college and let alone there you were. Running away from me in the cafeteria, uh, which I think is so funny. Um, but now I like now. So it sounds like you were, um, you know, from what you've told me and from what you kind of just said, you know, you didn't really talk to people with cystic fibrosis. Uh, and then finally, you know, now you're actually you know pretty open about it. And you were you participated in the FDA thing, uh, the externally led patient uh meeting on drug development. I can't even remember the name of that thing. Uh, uh, yeah, a, a, a few, uh, <laughs> a, few a few months ago. So now was CF Peer Connect how you kind of dove into the community? Yeah, um, I can give the full story. So it was, I think probably in December of 2016, I randomly had gotten the email saying they were piloting this program. And it's like, you know, I could probably do with a CF friend slash mentor. And, um, I needed, I felt like I needed that in my life. Little did I know that, you know, um, at the end of the month, I would be the sickest that I was going have ever been. Um, and so the fact that I submitted that application then was really good. So they actually ended up calling me the process is that you submit an application and then they call you and interview you just to figure out who you are and what your needs are it's not like are you eligible for this program or something um and so they have that call came through as I was being discharged from the hospital <laughs> I was like I can't talk right now but I promise you I need this conversation like please call me back tomorrow and so of course they called me back the next day um, I definitely was like sobbing on the phone to this woman because I just felt like <laughs> my life was falling apart. I was so sick. Um, and then within two weeks, they sent me an email and they're like, there's this lady in California named Stacy. Um, we think you guys will pair really well. And so I don't know, you know, within three days, Stacy called and left me a voicemail, which I still have saved, which is oh. <laughs> a little weird, but I, whatever. Um, and that is how we got connected through that program. I think they wanted to look at people who had common interests and also kind of common health levels so that we can relate on that matter. They asked if I wanted to be paired with a male or female. And I said, I wanted a female who is at least 30 years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's been magical. So that's kind of the intro. So now Stacy, on your side of it, um, mm -hmm. you know, what, 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 like, I guess motivated you to get involved in, in peer connect and, uh, and how, like, what did you expect from it? And also, I guess I want to know the story from your end as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Growing up with CF, I had some periods of time that were really difficult for me. And what really helped me a lot was having other friends with CF to kind of give me words of wisdom and encouragement and support through those tough times. And I had a very, very close friend named Leslie Patron um, who passed away seven years ago. 
And she was my mentor. She was twice my age and we just had this instant connection and she helped me through so many milestones with CF. And I felt like I wanted to be able to give back to the CF community um, in that same way. I felt like if I could use my experiences with this disease to help other people who are going through, you know, transitions in their life or hard times, like I really wanted to pay it forward because I had, I had so many people helping me along the way. And I'm so grateful for that. So I decided to sign up for the program to be a mentor to hopefully help give back to other younger people with CF. And they matched me up with Lise Courtney. I call her LC, but I'm one of only a handful of people that's allowed to do that. So um, they matched us up. And I remember our first conversation so vividly because I really was expecting to just be a resource for her. And what ended up happening was we just hit it off and had so much in common and ended up talking for such a long time. And then we were both so excited to connect again. Uh, and we started talking several times a week. And that fast forward, that became like every single day. <laughs> we just became <laughs> such good friends. And it, it expanded so beyond just CF. It was all aspects of our lives. And what I realized pretty quickly was that I was getting just as much, if not more, out of the friendship as she was. And she was just as much a mentor to me as I was to her. I've learned so much from her. And she's inspired me so much. And it's a very mutually beneficial uh, friendship. And even though we're far away from each other, we, we still talk very often. <laughs> and there's rarely a day that goes by that we don't talk or text. And she's been so helpful in my life, too. Because since we've met, you know, she was kind of having a, a down cycle. And then she's been, luckily, doing really well. And then I've had some ups and downs. And so it's just been really nice to have each other through all that. It certainly sounds like it. Um, you guys, it kind of reminds me of uh, two other uh, young women with cystic fibrosis that I, you know, uh, shared a podcast with. So, you know, uh, you know Tiffany and Leah. So they they uh, they had a similar relationship as well to, to what you guys are talking about here. Um, and I think you know, mentoring in cystic fibrosis, like having someone older that you can talk to, is very very important. Um, I, you know, I actually I have a CF mentor myself. Um, she was a, she was a guest on the podcast a few weeks ago during our NACFC chats. Um, but she's actually also from Southern California too, which is, you know, funny enough. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's important to be able to talk to someone who's gone through a lot of different experiences. Uh, and I, I also think that it's important to like kind of use, um, you know, use other people, other patients as, as a, like a sounding board, you know, because not, there's, there's no like reason to think that everyone has gone through every single piece of life with cystic fibrosis so you know you you want to talk to people who you know maybe have gone through some things or, or haven't and you can kind of work through them together you know I, I always say like whenever I you know go to to my care center and I get bad news or whatever I want to or even good news like I love to consult who people I call my advisors in my life you know that's my parents or you know my girlfriend my closest friends and even other people with CF you know I love to like bounce ideas off them just so it doesn't seem like I'm the one that's going through it by myself but also like it's nice to talk about other parts of life too you know you know like growing up going to work getting a new job uh, you know, things like that is also fun to talk to other people with CF2 because they're able to give you a, a very unique perspective on, on stuff that they've gone through as well. Um, so I, I certainly appreciate exactly what you guys are talking about. Your relationship, by the way, your friendship sort of sounds like you guys should be the post woman for CF Fear Connect. <laughs> so, uh, because, you know, I think it's, uh, <laughs> which is pretty funny. They, they should start paying you. 
start doing start doing CF Pure Connect commercials. Um, so you know, I, I want to know like you know what uh, you know what have you guys like bonded over? You know, is is it something that you know where you guys talked about how you guys have kind of up and down in your health together? You guys were in a similar you know similar place with your health. Is that something that like what the bond was created over, or was it other parts of life? I can answer this. I'll start, and then you can fill in the sure, place. Sure. Um, I think when I was when we first were connecting really wanted to talk about CF and work and Stacy is a working woman and I was like am I going to be able to work again is this the end of life as I knew it know it whatever it's supposed to be knew it um I just was there was so much anxiety around work and so she showed me that you know I would slowly pick the pieces back up and be able to resume you know, life as I knew it. Um, and that was very empowering to me, I think. But a huge part of how we bonded is through exercise. Um, we both really believe that exercise is a huge part of our care routine. And, um, you know, when I was sick, I couldn't really exercise. And the idea of going back to the gym for the first time was very daunting um, but Stacy taught me about something called Orange Theory, which is just a, it's a franchised gym where the teachers teach the same exact class at every location every day. And it changes by day. That was a horrible explanation. But basically it means that when Stacy goes to the gym and I go to the gym, we're doing the same exact workout. And then afterwards we can text each other and we're like, oh my God, that was so hard. Or um, this was such a boring day. I don't know, things like that. And so when I first went to Orange Theory, I hated it. But I was like, I can't tell her that. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing this together. (laughs) But after, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks, it's like, oh, this is awesome. And then now we're both kind of addicted to it. And it really does feel like we're going together, which has been a really special part of our relationship and a huge part of my care routine. So it's funny, actually, I'm sorry to cut you off, Stacey, but like, it's funny you bring up Orange Theory because two funny stories. Uh, one, one of my buddies from Boston College is an Orange Theory instructor. So oh, really? you, yeah, so you may know, so you, he may be your instructor, this Courtney. And then the <laughs> other thing, um, I'll have to call him and ask him which one he works at. Uh, the other thing, I actually opened up one kind of close to where I live, and my girlfriend went to Orange Theory probably two-ish weeks ago, and she's like, Gun-, she called me right after. She's like, Gunner, you have to try this. And I'm like, I'm not doing this stupid workout class. No way. <laughs> and then you did. Okay, yeah, I know. And, and, and then she came home and explained it to me. And then and then I literally like four or five days later, at least Courtney, you told me you did it. And I was like, <laughs> now I really have to try it. Um, but that's really funny that uh, you guys are talking about Orange Theory now. Stacey, what, you know, what has that been like, that experience been like for you? Is that, like, Whose idea was this? This was your yeah. idea, I'm assuming. This was definitely my idea. <laughs> and I just, um, I was so happy that she ended up loving it. Uh, and I don't think I knew that she hated it initially until right now. But, <laughs> but I'm glad it grew on her. Uh, you know, my relationship with exercise has been very love-hate throughout my life. Like, I really just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed and that I would stick to uh-huh. until I found Orange Theory. It just was very motivating to me. I saw 
immediate results. I felt better after every workout and it just kept, I just kept coming back. And so I just became addicted to it. It's kind of like a cult like mentality there. <laughs> um, everyone that starts going just becomes completely obsessed with it. And I even like brought my husband there. And I remember the first time he went, he walked out and was like, I'm not paying for this. I'm not signing up for this. And then you know, six years later, he goes every single day. He's obsessed with it also. Um, he's way so more been, obsessed than we are. He's way more <laughs> obsessed. We, we, we try to go three to five times a week. Um, but I think that that's single-handedly helped me with my lung function and so many other things with my health. Um, and so I had told Elsie about it and she started doing it together. And like she said, it's so cool because we're doing the same workout on the same days. And so we can get excited about it and talk about it afterwards and like compete with each other and, you know, meet milestones together. And, and that has been such a special experience. And from that, we started talking about some other fitness goals and wanting to run a half marathon together someday. Um, and that's been something that we've talked about for probably a, a year or so now. And this is the timing had never worked out for us yet. Um, because, you know, she'd be sick and then I'd be sick and then she'd be sick and then I'd be sick. And it was kind of like, we couldn't find a time where we could actually train and do this together. Um, and then it's very exciting. I'll let her share with you what she recently did. Um, but I'm, I'm just so grateful that I get to see her flourishing and, and blossoming. And I know that sounds, um, maybe weird because we're not, there's not a huge age difference here. And especially in terms of maturity, I've always felt like she was wise beyond her years um but but it's been really great to see her just doing such amazing things and i know she has so many more amazing things to come in her life so it's it's been fun to watch that so Lisa courtney you did run a half marathon and i, I need to hear about this experience because you did it uh what's it was the last week or the weekend before uh you did yeah. the, new york, the new york city half um you're a crazy person by the way for running that <laughs> that kind of distance it's just like it takes a very special person to, to do that <laughs> let's let's let's, well, let's make that it off there. <laughs> let's make that very clear <laughs> uh, so talk to us a little about the uh the new york city half marathon experience yeah um i really did it with stacy like in my mind the whole time uh through training and through everything i really believe that i did it for us um, I even have on my sneakers, I would show you, but it would take too long. I have these little kind of metal plates that Stacy gave me that say like in this together, which is our, um, saying, and she believed she could, so she did. Um, and just that was what powered me through the training and through the race is just thinking of Stacy and how it really meant a lot for our relationship. Um, and then when I, Cross the finish line, I was FaceTiming Stacy, and it was a really magical experience. I think, you know, just the in, the environment, everyone cheering you on, the New York City half is a bigger race, I guess. So it was one of the greatest moments of my entire life, definitely. I just, it was very emotional, I'd say. Very cool. And I mean, I have to say, next time we're gonna have to get you doing it for Team Boomer. That's that, that is settled and done. Um, but no, I'm uh, super proud of you for having done it. Uh, did you feel like you were prepared for the race? Did you make your goal? Did you, you know, did you feel like, you know, what what did you learn for next time? Um, and is Stacy, are you gonna run a half marathon now? Is that is that what's happening here? Are we going back and forth with this? Um, you know, yeah, I'll let I'll let her start with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Goals. I just want to cross the finish line. <laughs> um, and I think 
Orange Theory honestly helped me a lot. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> we do not get commission for bringing up their name. By the I way. know. By the way, from the way you guys are talking, it sounds like we need commissions from Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, from Peer Connect, yeah. and then again also from Orange Theory. So if anyone from those places are listening, yeah, if anyone, right. anyone from those places are listening, I have, I have found your two uh, the Wheaties girls here. Um, so so back, back to race day. Well, you know, uh, what was that like? Um, I will say, okay, so I didn't want to get too anxious about it. And so the night before I didn't have any big ritual or anything. And I went out to dinner with my parents, my boyfriend and, um, Stacy and I are infamously, um, adventurous eaters. Gunner, I know you said you're not. I am not. I have the palate of a five-year-old. I have the palate um, of a five-year-old. But my boyfriend jokingly was like, we should get the octopus. And I was like, that sounds great. And so oh, he's God. like, oh, my God. Like, if you order the octopus, like, just so you know, I was kidding. If you get food poisoning, it's not my fault. I ordered the octopus. So that was my um, pre-race meal and... I don't know. I just went into it trying to be as calm as possible. And I wasn't concerned about a time. I just wanted to do it for me and Stacey. Now, Stacey, on your end, are you are you planning to run a half marathon? And then, of course, how does it make you feel to have, you know, one, one of your really good friends do that, you know, uh, with, with you in mind? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think she's being very modest about how she did. She made she did it in under two hours. She made great time. She was running really good miles. It was cool because they have an app. So I could track her progress while she was running the half marathon. And so I was, you know, I'm three hours behind her. And so I was still in bed sleeping, but I was on my app watching her go mile after mile after mile. And then when she FaceTimed me and I got to see her on her last mile, it just meant the world to me. Um, just so proud of her and everything she's accomplished. And in terms of me, um, I've done a couple five K's and I did a 10 K. I definitely still plan to do a half marathon someday, hopefully with LC. Um, but just working towards that. And um, I don't know when that's going to happen, but I know hopefully in the next few years, I'm going to make that definitely happen. But it's, um, it's a little daunting. I'll be honest. Oh, no, believe <laughs> I'm thinking it, about... <laughs> yes, it, no, I am. I am. I'm with you on that. There's, there's, there's no, there's no hiding that whatsoever. Um, no, I, you know, I think, uh, it's, it's a, it's a certainly a wonderful goal to have. It's like me, I'm my, my goal is like a 5k and I'm like, that's cool. I'm done. Like I, I, I've done the running thing probably for, you know, like a year or two and I'm yet to find the runner's high, by the way. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I don't believe that that exists. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have the runner's high. Yeah, Let me be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm convinced that is a myth. All right. There is no chance that is actually like a legitimate thing. There's no way. I just don't believe it. Um, which I, it's pretty oh. funny. Um, so there's now two types of people in the world. There's people that like running and people that don't. And I can tell you that I don't like running, which is, <laughs> but I do it because it, it's good for me. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, you certainly feel awesome afterwards. Um, but no, yeah, I put me in a group of people who does not like running, which is like, it's kind of like a curious goal that you have this goal to run a half marathon, but you don't like running. Like I'm, I like, I, I'm cool with the 10k, like that 5k even like that's, that's good for me. Like just keep going to orange theory. Um, <laughs> so I need to know, like, so, so for the people who don't know, what is an orange theory workout like? You got this. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it consists of three different components. There's a treadmill, 
part, a rower, a row machine, and then the floor with different like strength training and weights and exercises. And every day it's a different workout, but the trainer takes you through in like a small group of 20 or 25 people, um, through the different blocks of the workout. And it's essentially like high interval training where you get your heart rate up into a certain zone so that you get the most burn with the calories and all that stuff. I'm not explaining it very well, but it's kind of neat because you can see when you can push yourself more and when you need to kind of take it easy, um, with your heart rate the the entire time. And you can track your progress and see how far you've run on the treadmill and all that. And what I, what I honestly like the most about it is everyone can go at their own pace. So you see people in there with all different backgrounds and, and athletic abilities and people can walk on the treadmill they can do the bike they can pick their own weights so they pick how much they're going to be lifting and you can kind of go at your own pace which is nice because certainly like as we know with cf we have days when we don't feel as well and it's nice to know that i can still go there and still get in a workout but i will just have to you know power walk instead of run or lift lighter weights or just take it easier uh, and the coaches are all so supportive. They know I have CF and they're so encouraging. They actually just did a fundraiser for CF for me a couple weeks ago, which was really nice. And they're just um, very motivating. They inspire you to just push yourself to get the best workout you can. And when you're surrounded by people who are pushing themselves, it's just very motivating to push harder. And I've been able to accomplish things there that I never thought possible. I mean, before I started going there, I couldn't have run a mile if my life depended on it, truly. And now, I mean, I, I ran a 10K and I'm able to, to do that. I don't want to say easily, but I'm able to do it, <laughs> which is the point. Um, and I've just seen improvements in my strength and in my bone density and in my lung function and in my weight and just so many different aspects of, of CF it's really helped with. So, and I don't know if that's the same experience Elsie has had, um, but that for me, it's been a really significant part of what's kept me healthy at my age. Completely agree. Now, like, I, it makes sense that it's like you describe it as like a high in, interval intensity training, like a hit training, an exercise, uh, which makes sense. I think there's like, I guess there's data to suggest that um, like high intensity training actually is what improves lung function for people with CF. So um, <laughs> I can't say I personally endorse arm surgery. I haven't done it yet. I am going to do it soon. I actually am coming off a foot injury, so I've like been dying to do it. I tore a ligament in my foot playing hockey probably like four or five weeks ago. Mm. So I'm waiting for that to like get the all clear from the doctor. I'm hoping like another week or two. I'm, I'm like driving myself insane by just doing nothing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Will you let us know when you try it? If, how you oh, like yes. It? Oh, yeah, totally. I Yes. You guys will be the first two to know other than my, my <laughs> girlfriend, of course. And then, of course, like my friend from Boston College who happens to be an orange dairy trainer, which is like the funniest thing. Um, yeah. Lucas Corny, I had to make sure you you know him because I need you to go to his gym and tell me how it goes. All right, um, I will go. I promise. So I, you know, I want to, uh, you know, come back to the uh, the the CF Pure Connect thing, and you know, I, when I, I travel the country, I do a lot of these talks at uh, CF Family Days at you know at clinics around the country, and CF Pure Connect is always a big uh, topic, especially for uh, you know kids who are kind of like towards the end of high school and maybe transitioning into college. The clinics are always pushing CF Pure Connect on these kids. Um, so, you know, what, what, what do you guys say to, to, to kids or, or even people who may be signing up as mentors for CFPR connect? Um, you know, what, what do you say to people who are maybe getting involved in it? And then Lise Courtney for you, you know, I want to know what you've kind of gotten out of knowing other people with cystic fibrosis now that you've really put yourself out there, uh, you know, compared to how, you know, you kind of, you were when you ran away from me at Boston college. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, okay, I'm going to start with the last question, and then I'll let Stacey answer the first one. Sorry to totally flip around, but what I've gotten out of being more open about CF, which was 200% Stacey being like, you know, own it, and this is who you are. Um, I've gotten connections with just a group of people that really understand um, who I am at a fundamental level. I think people with cystic fibrosis grow up with a certain understanding of kind of how the world operates. And every single conversation that I've had with a CFR, it's like, you just get me. I don't know. It's, um, I think we have this really wonderful, magical view of the world and we believe in living every day um, to its fullest and finding the joy in every day. And I just have been really fulfilled by the conversations I've had with other people um, with CF. And then I have also really just enjoyed talking with my non-CF friends about the disease because they're really curious and um, I think it's educated them a lot on obviously CF, but just kind of how healthcare works. So, you know, I'll, my friends are really curious and we'll talk about pharmaceutical stuff or, um, you know, when I went and spoke at the FDA and on the Hill, they were really curious about, you know, why did I go down there and what impact does that have? So those conversations are also super fulfilling. Cool. And then now, Stacey, on your side, you know, what do you have to say, I guess, about, um, you know, I guess, let's change the question. We'll kind of come back to like what we were going to talk about in a minute. But at least Courtney gave me, a, you know, a good segue here to, I think, to a question I want to ask you, Stacey. Um, you know, why did you think it was so important for, you know, Lise Courtney to be open about her cystic fibrosis? And what, um, you know, what, what was the advice that you gave her? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I'd say... I was her. I mean, I was, I felt the same way for many years growing up. I didn't want anyone to know I had CF. I felt very ashamed. I, I went to great lengths to hide it from others and kept it very private. And it caused so much stress for me um, throughout my life, handling things that way. And when I went away to college, for whatever reason, I just decided to be more open about CF and to share it with others and to just kind of own it, like she said. And I, and I really helped me significantly and it's kind of changed my life being able to just realize, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. This is my life. It is my reality. And I'm just going to make the best of my situation. Um, you know, whatever challenges come my way. And I could just tell from all the things Elsie was telling me that she was really struggling with that as well, like struggling with telling people, whether it's coworkers or friends or whatever. Um, she felt very uncomfortable and ashamed and was really having a hard time. And I just wanted her to feel empowered that she has nothing to feel ashamed about or feel bad about, that she's amazing and that having CF is just one part of her. It doesn't define her. And she sh you know, should be proud of, of everything that she's done and continues to do. So I just tried to kind of empower her to to feel more comfortable in her own skin. And um, she kind of took that and ran with it and got really involved uh, with the foundation and with um, some other organizations in the community and has done some amazing speaking engagements and um, some advocacy. And so I'm just so proud of what she's done with that. But I, I guess it just started from wanting her to feel better about herself. You know, I to hear you talk about that, 
I'm kind of like feel like I'm learning a new new side of Lee's Courtney as well. Like I've only known her since this, you know. Like like the, I guess I, I didn't know her when she ran away from the NBC. I keep coming back to that <laughs> as like as like the uh, the reference point. But um, you know, I, I I've seen her. Like I've seen her do the advocacy stuff, and I you know she put herself out there, and it's really it's really incredible things she's doing. And she I'm certainly very proud of her as well. Um, but now to hear that you know as you know you are you know such a huge influence in that is like it, no, it kind of all makes sense and. and and how amazing, uh, you know, that the friendship that you guys have is, you know. Um, so I, that's why I do want to talk a little bit about the, you know, the peer connect and, you know, how you both, you know, we sort of touched on it in the beginning. But, you know, what would you say to other people who are maybe thinking about getting involved either on, on both ends of peer connect where, you know, there's obviously the, the quote unquote mentor side. And then there's the, you know, the, the side that uh, is someone who's a little younger and maybe wants to, you know, learn from someone who's a little bit older. Um but you know, from what it makes it sound like, there's always it's like it's like a two way relationship, like anything else. There's always going to be a, you know both sides to it. You know, as a little give and take on both ends. Um, so you know, let's talk about that. What 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 would you say to people who want to get involved in it? I think one of the best things that the foundation did when pairing us was recognizing our similar similarities. Um, you know, we're the same level of health generally and that gave us a lot of runway for different conversations um and i think that's kind of what deterred me from ever engaging with the community before also is that like i recognize i'm truly incredibly fortunate ultimately from the health that i have and i think i lived with a lot of guilt about the health that i have um, because I know that like it's nothing that I've done above other people with CF. It's genuinely like luck of the draw. And so um, it, whenever I would maybe think about engaging with other people with CF, I'd be like, well, you know, I don't really fit in with them or because I haven't faced the same struggles. And I guess when the foundation paired me with Stacy. They asked me a lot of questions about, you know, what, where I was so that they could match me correctly. And then Stacy pushing me to speak about my CF really gave me the platform to be able to begin advocacy. I think that um, the way that I kind of deal with that guilt now is that I 100% believe that I was given the health that I have now because it opened my eyes to the CF community and people who are um, more in need and that I have like a voice that I can do good for them. And uh, before meeting Stacey, I never could have articulated that or figured out how to deal with it at all. It would just sit inside. <laughs> And then I'll say to you on your end, you know, I think, you know, what would you say to people, uh, you know, who may want to sign up as even mentors uh, for, for CFPR Connect? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's a really rewarding experience. You know, I've, I've, I've actually been on both sides. I've had a mentor and I've been a mentor and both were very rewarding experiences. Um, so I would say it's, it's nice to be able to not only connect with other people with CF and like Elsie said, the foundation does a really good job of matching people. So you're talking to someone who you probably have a lot in common with and or have, you know, similarities to, to start you off. Um, so there's that, the connection with other people I think is always a positive thing. Um, and then 
you know, to be able to give back, like Elsie said, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be in a position with CF um, where you can give back to others and help them, uh, I think it's just a wonderful thing to do. So uh, I was very fortunate that the foundation asked me to be a part of it and it led me to LC. And, you know, I'll be honest, I don't think every connection is going to be as incredible as ours has been. I think we were really lucky. Um, but I think for the most part, it's just a, a really worthwhile um, program for people. Everyone that I've spoken to that's been a part of it has really gotten a lot out of it. So I certainly think it's a great thing to do. Yeah, I think I think Cystic Fibrosis Peer Connect is definitely one of the best things that Cystic Fibrosis Foundation does, uh, you know, to, yeah. to for for the patient community um, in the here and now. So it's definitely something that if you're listening to this and you're you know not totally sure what it is and you're sort of inspired by the story that you're hearing, certainly go check it out over on the foundation website. Um, it's, it's definitely a pretty cool thing. Um, and I, you know, I, like I said, I'm I'm super fortunate to be in a position where I you know I go to all these cystic fibrosis clinics and I hear the CF Peer Peer Connect talk over and over again, and they talk about one success story after the next. Um, so you know, I, I've definitely heard a, a lot of really 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 cool things and i also you know i didn't i didn't go through peer connect but i had a i had a mentor growing up as well and she's still a really great friend of mine today um so i uh you know i i know the value of that especially as a as a as a young up-and-coming kid where you feel like you know everything and then you talk to someone who's a little older with you than cf and you know you kind (laughs) of you kind of learn things uh aren't maybe exactly as you sort of think they're going to be or or as they are um and it's nice to have someone bring you through that part of life um, but we're we're, al- we're we're almost out of time here. But we always like to give uh, our guests the chance to have the last word. Um, so, uh, but before we do that, Lee Courtney, I have to know: um, during your time at BC, did you or did you not like the uh, the, the Philly cheesesteak at at Lower? I loved the cheesesteak at Lower. <laughs> See, I think you and I may have actually met each other in the line there once or twice because I was known to be in that line quite often. Um, and actually, when I was there for my five-year reunion last summer, um, which, by the way, you're going to have an awesome time at your five-year reunion, uh, I waited in that line for a Philly cheesesteak for 45 minutes, and it was like the greatest moment of my life to be like reliving that moment of you're, college. You're like stuffing them in your pocket. <laughs> yes, it was like something I had been waiting, something had been denied of me for so long. That Philly cheesesteak from BC. Uh, it's not like we had like great food, anyways. But that one thing was like the one thing that I like really cherished from from like the day to day life of BC. Liked, um, the mac and cheese station. I can't remember. It had a like a cool name, but you could go and make mac and cheese with all these different toppings. Stacy is a you mac. You guys and had a mac and cheese station. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, the, like yeah, the Boston College food situation was like it's like a normal, it was like a general college, I guess. But like they had some really cool things there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other one that I liked too was uh, before we get back on topic, but this thing's like gone totally off the rails. Uh, the place upstairs in lower. Uh, Addie. Yes, Addie's. Yes, that. So I like. You do it every once in a while because that place just took forever. Um, like that place had like really good. Uh, like I don't even know what the, it's kind of like pizza, but I don't even know what to call it. Like it's because it's, it's really. Pizza. Yeah, I guess it's like a flatbread pizza. Um, like artisan college pizza. <laughs> it, it is like a, artisan college pizza is a really good way to a really good way to put it. Um, yes, so uh, it's great to hear that you were also a uh, Philly cheesesteak fan at BC. I, what do they call it? The Screaming Eagle or something like that. Um, 
So, yeah. Also, Eagle's Deli. Sorry, that just popped into my head, and I haven't thought about that in a while, and that sounds delicious. So... It doesn't make me hungry, by the way. It's been so far. So, Stacey, for our our listeners who may not know, Eagle's Deli is uh, not quite a deli. Um, It's actually, it was on the Food Network for one of those places where, like, you know how, like, some of these places have, like, a challenge where you eat, like, like a huge, giant plate of food? So... The, the Food Network, I guess, used to have this show. They may still have this. I don't watch the Food Network. Do I look like a guy who watched the Food Network? <laughs> they, the Food Network had this show where the guy would go around and, like, try all these, like, like eating challenges. And Eagle's Deli was one of them. And Eagle's Deli, it's – I know it's it's a, it's not it's not actually a deli. They just make hamburgers. And uh, the Eagle's Challenge or whatever the challenge is called is – it's like it's like, it's like like 20 hamburgers or something like that. Like 10 – like it's like – like ten, like ten thousand slices of cheese. I know it's huge. It's just a huge hamburger. No one has ever done it, and uh, as far as I know, no one's ever done it. And uh, yes, I too loved Eagle Deli. I was actually at BC in the fall for a, for a football game, and I went to Eagle Deli. It's like the first spot I always go when I'm back on campus. <laughs> I feel like between the three of us, we could take that thing down. Oh yeah, no, no, yes, totally, one hundred percent. That's actually what kid like. That's what like. I don't know if you've ever seen this in there, at least Courtney. But like, I used to go in there, and I'm, I'm sure you and I were in there at the same time together too. But like uh, sitting on the corner. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> like I would go in there, and like like all these little kids would come in after like you know soccer practice or something, and they would eat. They would do like an eagle challenge. Like the entire team would do an eagle challenge together. Like that was their like their post game meal. They would just eat like the, the the twenty hamburger patties or however many hamburger patties it was. Um, okay, so now that we've had our little Boston College moment, we have to come back to the topic, um, and we'll give you guys the last word here. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, I guess what what do you guys what is so special about your friendship? That's what I want to know. That'll be the last word of the podcast. I think that we just approach life the same exact way. Like we, when we're having a really great day, we celebrate that day and like, you know, just appreciate everything around us. And when we have a tough day, um, we never wallow. And I think that's probably the root of it. We, we definitely, you know, recognize that it's a tough day, but we're constantly talking about what we can do to improve and how we can, you know, move forward and get to the next step um, and get back to baseline if it's health or, you know, work, what we can um, do to get into a better situation at work. I don't know. Every It's not just CF. It's just everything in life, ups and downs. We're going to approach everything in the same way yeah and I would say you know I think what's really special about our friendship is that we're not just coming together to complain about CF right there are obviously a lot of things that are difficult about CF and that just suck and that's there's (laughs) no way around that but our approach is more to yes sometimes we have to commiserate and have pity parties but it's to really help lift each other up and focus on the positive and just you know, work through whatever is going on and set goals for ourselves and um, just keep pushing forward and, and keep, um, you know, doing the best that we can with CF. And and I think also, um, you know, just motivating each other with exercise has been really incredible. I know she's definitely inspired me to to do this half marathon someday. And I know for me, um, she's the only person I want to talk to after I've been to CF clinic all day. 
um, whether it's good or bad. Like she said, she's the only person I want to talk to because I know she gets it and she's going to know exactly what to say to me to make me feel better um, and to support me. And and that's just a really special thing to have that person that you know you can always count on in any situation that is going to understand it and is going to be able to help lift you up. So she she gives that to me. Very cool. Well, um, I am uh, so happy that we got to share your story. Uh, it's super awesome. I, I hope it inspires other people with CF to, to kind of reach out and and, uh, and join into the awesome community that we all have uh, and we all share. So, uh, Stacey Carmona, thank you for joining us. And, of course, Lise Courtney D'Amico, thank you for uh, coming on the podcast and sharing some Boston College memories. You make me feel good <laughs> about my, my old, my heydays in college. Um, for those of you who are listening, remember we post uh, podcasts every Thursday. Uh, we we are on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you're listening to us on iTunes, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're doing that, we want five stars for the guest this week. Five stars. Uh, remember, it's very important that we do that. So have you <laughs> have you guys given us five stars on iTunes yet? I have. Oh, I'm going to be doing that today. Okay, there right you go, away. Stacey. Stacey is going to be right on top of this, giving us five yeah. stars on iTunes. So do it for her, too. Um, remember, you can follow us on Instagram. We're at breathe underscore in underscore pod. That's also our email address, breathe underscore in underscore pod at assayasin.org. Um, and I just want to say thanks, everyone, for listening to us. And keep going on with the Cystic Fibrosis March Madness bracket. So we're coming to the end of the tournament here. Um, keep 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 following up. We'll have that over on uh, the Salty Sisters Instagram as well as the Breathe In Instagram. And hopefully we'll be hearing from uh, Stacey and Lise Courtney in the future as they run a half marathon together for Team Boomer. Uh, that is yeah. my hope. Uh, and I just want to say thank you again uh, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. All right. We'll see everyone next week.